welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Hello and welcome to episode 276 of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here today for another Extraordinary Woman being episode on the show. Christy Hayes is my guest today. Christy's life kind of changed when her husband did something very simple, writing a note on her son's napkin in his school lunch. He wrote three simple sentences that became their life motto as a family, and then they actually started a business around it. It's about being strong, being kind, and loving others, and we're going to hear how that napkin really revolutionized their family's mission and how they're getting families around the world excited to live out that motto as well. She's an extraordinary mom. I loved hearing about her background. Um, Fascinating, fascinating background. And to hear the contrast of what she was doing to what she's doing now, it just shows different seasons of life. You never know what's around the corner. So get ready for an incredible episode with Christy Hayes from The Be Strong Story. All right. I'm just thrilled to be chatting with Christy Hayes today. Hey, Christy. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you. This has been a long time coming. I know. I'm excited too. Yay. Well, for people that may not know you, where am I speaking to you from? And, um, well, well, let me say it. So where am I speaking to you from today? So we are right outside of Denver um, in a little area called Kincarrel. It's mm. right outside of Littleton. And we just moved here a year ago and just are loving the magical land of Colorado. <laughs> Beautiful. I've been there a couple times and just am astounded by the beauty every time I go. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, for people that may not know you, Christy, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Sure. So I have two kiddos. Uh, Holden is 10 years old and Carter May is six. And then my husband, Grant, and we have kind of moved around a, a bit. Um, I was in youth ministry for 10 plus years, and then we moved to Washington, D.C. Um, my husband was in the Secret Service. And so um, I worked on Capitol Hill there, and we did some stuff in the White House, which was super fun. That was before kids, and now mm-hmm. um, we have kiddos, and uh, we live in Denver now, and I'm running our company, Be Strong Story, which is kind of our family company, which I'm sure we'll get into. And yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing. My husband's job uh, moved us here to Denver, which we are not complaining about, that's for sure. Okay, so I'm super intrigued by your elusive life of Capitol Hill life between <laughs> you and your husband. Is there anything you can tell me that was like, okay, this is a cool moment, that like this is this is a claim to fame? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, D.C., I just actually was in D.C. this weekend speaking um, on behalf of our, uh, you know, our phrases, be strong, protect the weak, love everyone, and I just miss it. Like, it's just this energy that's there. So, When I was there, um, I did, I volunteered with the press advance, which was um, with President Bush. And we just basically were with him whenever the press was with him. He has a press crew that's with him like 24 seven. And so our job was just to run them in and out of the motorcade, make sure they got the best shots. Um, So those were the most fun. I mean, your adrenaline is pumping. You're like running to make sure that you get out of the motorcade before he does. I mean, it's just so crazy. So we had some great, I mean, Arlington Cemetery was one of my most favorite um, events that we did. It was just so great. Um, 
No, it's it's amazing. It's it's exactly what you think it is. Um, it is kind of like the West Wing, <laughs> you know, the show, um, and it's it's awesome. I mean, you're it's just action packed and going all the time. So, yeah, it's it's super fun. Um, my not claim to fame is um, we were doing an event, the White House Correspondence Center, which is kind of like we call it prom. For yes, like uh-huh. <laughs> when all the celebrities come and. Um, so I was backstage and only staff obviously, and the president can be backstage, um, to use their restrooms or whatever. And this is when, um, uh, secretary of defense, Robert Gates had just come on staff, but I didn't recognize him. And so he came back to use the restroom and I wouldn't let him use, <laughs> use the restroom. <laughs> and he, I said, I'm so sorry. I was like, you'll have to go where, you know, the regular people go. And he's like, Oh, he's like, you know what? He's like, I'm actually um, Secretary of Defense, Robert Gates. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. (laughs) He was so gracious. He said, you know what? I just got hired. He said, I'm sure you, you know, a lot of people don't know who I am or recognize me yet. You're totally fine. So that was not, um, you know, my best moment doing that. But it was one that my husband likes to not to let me let me live down. That's for sure. Well, I announced the wrong name at prom for who won prom queen. So it's basically the same thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Did you have to backtrack? I announced her sister's name, Christy, because I was friends with her sister. And, and, oh, it was the worst. I've never felt so bad in my life. Who who did that, um, like, Miss America? At least it wasn't on the Miss America stage, wasn't it? Yes, Steve Steve Harvey, the wrong winner. Yes. Yes. Yes, so I, so I can identify. Sure in like a national audience, right? Yeah, smaller, smaller frame, small town San Diego. So yeah, we're good to go. Well, <laughs> and, and speaking of the correspondence dinner, do you remember when that real housewife and her husband like snuck in to the dinner or yes, somehow? Yes. Um, How did that I, happen? I'm trying to think. You know what? It wasn't on our watch. Okay, not you. It's not your fault. <laughs> Yes, I, you know, I remember reading that and we, I believe we had just left DC um, and we couldn't believe it. It was funny because I remember texting like some of the staff that I was with um, that I used to work with and I'm like, how in the world did this happen? Yeah, I have no idea. Stuff like that, you know, you read about it all the time, crazy stuff. Blows your mind. Well, I bet that just feels like another life, another existence to you, but it is really no different what you're doing today, putting your full um, heart and mission behind something you believe strongly in with this new organization. So let's just jump into the story of your Be Strong organization and how did it come to be and, and share that story with everybody? Yeah. So a couple years ago, my um, son was in first grade and he was struggling on the playground with a friend. He had a friend that he wanted to be with, but the friend sometimes didn't want to be with him so much. And so Um, He just had days where he would come home, you know, upset or crying and just say, this friend, you know, pushed me down on the playground or he wouldn't let me play or he made fun of me today. And so he was just struggling through, you know, kind of that hard time as a first grader where you're not sure where you fit. And um, I remember my husband had been traveling quite a bit and you know, as a mom, like you, you, your heart hurts when your kid's heart hurts, but sometimes we're just in like survival mode. So at the time I was in survival mode, my, my husband traveled almost four days a week. You know how you're making lunches for the kids every night and you're doing baths and getting them to bed. So we were in survival mode. And I remember my husband was home for the week actually. And I said, here's what Holden's going through. I said, and could you please make the lunches for me because I hate making school lunches. Like it's the worst for me. It is the worst mom job 
of all time is Me making. <laughs> yes. That needs to be a business. That should be your next thing. Like outsource that and have, have a neighborhood lunch lady that we can pick oh, up the lunches. Oh my goodness. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like at the first of the year, you're so excited and you have these cute little bento boxes and you have all these healthy things and all these great notes that you put in there. And literally by the middle of the year, I was like, here's some stale Cheez-Its and a half-eaten banana. Totally. (laughs) You just are surviving kids. So my husband um, made the lunches and he, I said, why don't you like write a sweet note in there? I haven't written one in a while. Here's what he's going through. And so, um, also at the time, this is interesting. My husband reminded me and one, I didn't really even know this. We just had a be strong story family night where he kind of told the story and he said, I, you know, my, my son was going through this, but also our town, we lived in St. Louis at the time and Ferguson had just happened Mm. and there was so much unrest and it was like this really, um, pivotal time in, in our community, especially. And so anyway, the, the phrase that came to his mind was, um, be strong protect the weak, love everyone. And he just wrote it in capital letters on a random white napkin with Sharpie. And Holden happened to bring his lunchbox home that day and the note was still in there. And I just remember going, wow, this is an amazing note. Number one, he trumps my note skills by (laughs) 1 million. Um, But he also, I just wanted that to be our family mission. Like that that was just so easy. And it was just, I mean, not easy to live out, but like it was such a simple thing. And I was like, we're going to live this out. So that's what we did. And we started to live it out as a family and have other families join us. I, I remember posting it on Facebook just to give my husband some props for his incredible note skills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Facebook, of course, all of our friends and random people were like, we love that mission. Will you make us some t-shirts about it? Um, we want to do that with you. And so it just kind of like, it was really organic. I had no thoughts of ever starting a company from this. It was more like, here's an encouraging word that my husband wrote. Hope it encourages you too. Um, and then it just kind of blossomed. And now we're a full fledged company where we, um, do apparel with that, you know, phrase on it and we do it for kids and adults. But, um, truly my passion is having other families live that out with us. So we just started our be strong families, um, group where we go serve, uh, other people and live the be strong, protect the week, love everyone message, like in real time. So Saturday is one of our first serving opportunities where families will get together, um, and do that together. So I'm super pumped about that. Oh, I could not love this mission anymore. And and I think a lot of parents have this in their mind that they would like their children to believe this. They would like their children to live this. They would like to live this. But if you're not intentional about it, seeking out opportunities to serve and to seek out the weak and to support the weak and to be more friendly and go outside your comfort zone, it doesn't just happen by accident. And so I'm curious to know, was there a shift that happened in your home after this kind of lit a fire within you and your husband to have this as a family mission? Was there anything that looked drastically different pre this note to after you decided this is the way we're going to live? I think that, um, our family kind of has always had that as something that we wanted to do, but it's also right. You have to be intentional about it. And when sports and all the other things take over, it's very hard to be intentional about doing that. And so, um, we had kind of started a group with a bunch of moms who were saying, we want our kids. We kind of live in suburbia. We want our kids to know other kids who look different than them and who are different than them and to be in friendship with them. And so we started kind of the same type of group. Um, when Holden was in first grade and, they still do it now. It's very similar to Be Strong Families uh, 
and it, they just go and serve together and kids are learning to serve. And the cool thing is that kids don't have discrimination right now. And so when they go serve other people that might look different or whatever, they just do it. It's the hearts and minds of, of parents who are changed. And when we go serve the homeless, you know, I see the tight grip that the parents have on the kids. And then by the end of the night, how their grip has loosened and, mm. um, what that's, what's so interesting. And so, yeah, I think for us, it just, we were bringing, we were kind of already doing that and already kind of being, um, like looking for those opportunities, but this made it so much more intentional where we were bringing other people to do it with us. And that's the game changer because when you have accountability, when you have community, when you have other people who are, who are coming with you to serve and to love and who are asking you, Hey, did you, you know, did you protect the week this week? Did you love everyone? And that could be you know, people say, what does that mean? Protect the weak. Like mm-hmm. that could be your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That could be someone in your family. It doesn't have to be, you know, what we might think the weak, the homeless, the drug addict. Sometimes those are the strongest people I know. I mean, we work in a homeless shelter once a week because all of our um, apparel is screen printed by a homeless shelter. Really? And so those people are some of the strongest people I know, but building relationship with them and hearing their perspective, um, when you get in those situations, it changes everything for you. So when I am in relationship with someone who's different or who has someone who has a different socioeconomic background or like I had just went to Beirut, Lebanon with the refugees, that changes everything. So your whole perspective changes. Um, and I think unless you are with other people like that, they can't teach you and your perspective doesn't change. So that's my heart is to bring other families so that their perspective and their eyes and their, um, attitudes completely change for others. That is so, so powerful. And like you, we've moved a lot as well. We're a military family, and so we've we've done our share of moving, and our kids have had to make a lot of new friends in every location. And that can be a real challenge. But I really noticed, especially after one or two of these moves, that I was focusing a lot on helping them to transition and them to be friendly and them to say hi to the child at the park that didn't have a playmate and things. But then I was sitting idly by. And I think it's really, really vital to model the behavior you want your kids to exhibit. And so if you're just, you know, pushing them towards assimilating into the new class or the new team or making that friend at the park, but you are not extending that same hand to the mom sitting on the bench by herself at the park. One time we were at Chick-fil-A and uh, my three-year-old, he's three years old, and he was playing with the kids that he didn't know in the playground, and then he came out, and we were eating, and he noticed a mom sitting by herself, and he said, Mom, she needs a friend. Go say hi. (laughs) Because that's what I say to him. Hello. Right? And so how do you do that? Have you found that same thing? And I mean, it's kind of what you were already talking about, but can we just talk about modeling it instead of just telling your kids how to be and what to do? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that is the key. Like if they, it's more caught than taught. That's what I've learned. Okay. Yeah. When I was in youth ministry, I used to ask all these kids, Hey, why are like, you're an awesome kid. You're an awesome youth. You've grown up. What did your parents do that made you like this? And I want to know the secret sauce before I have kids. I don't want to know exactly what to do. And they never had like some three-step thing. And I'm like, what is it that, why are you so different? And, you know, they would always say we just watched our parents and it was just more caught than taught. And so if my kids see me at a homeless shelter um, weekly and I come home and tell them the stories or I take them with me, or if my kid sees me going out 
of my way to invite someone into my, you know, circle. That is a big deal. They see it. They notice when I am talking to someone and invite someone, you know, invite one someone in our home. And those things are, are, are super important for, for our kids. And I think for me, it's just, you know, we have a saying in our family and it's eyes wide, light shine. And I say it every day when they leave my house. And all that means is keep your eyes wide open and let your light shine. And so for my six-year-old, it means before she plays on the recess with her friends, she needs to look, she needs to scan the playground and she needs to keep her eyes open. And if there's anyone on the playground that needs her to be a friend, she goes and does that. That's her responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Holden, you know, if he's in the lunchroom, he needs to scan the crowd before he sits down with his buddies and invite someone over, which takes the strength, which takes strength and which takes, you know, being strong for me, it's the same thing. If I'm at a party, if I'm at the park, if I'm at coffee with some friends, if I see somebody who's outside and you know, you know, maybe they're not included, it's my job to go include them which can take sacrifice, which can take uncomfortableness. Um, but it's, it's the same for us. You know, if I tell them eyes wide, light shine, I better be doing the exact same thing. And they'll call me on it. It's the same like your little mm, kid did it. Yeah. You know, like, Mom, I saw that person. She didn't have a friend. Like, why didn't you talk to her? Or go talk to her. I mean, they, they see it. They're so observant. That's for sure. They totally are. And I'm just picturing an introvert listening to this and thinking – that is so outside my comfort zone to go up to the one on the park bench. It is so outside my comfort zone to invite people into my home. It's so outside my comfort zone to blank. And they might just think this has to happen in large group context. Speak to the person that, you know, is a little bit more reserved or is, you know, quote unquote introvert. I don't love that term, but you know what I mean? No, I, I love that question. And I just spoke on this exact topic. Oh, good. <laughs> so I have a daughter who is very extroverted. And so she is the one, she is like the justice seeker who okay. <laughs> at the playground, if someone's making fun of someone else, she's like, don't talk about that person. She's all up in their face. You know, like she's the one who is talking to the bully and saying, we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. My son is, is shy and introvert. So for me okay. to tell him to do that, he would die a million deaths. <laughs> like, okay, that yeah. Is not, you know, his personality, that I, I cannot expect him to do the same thing. He's going to do it in his own way. And so for him, that means that he, it, it's interesting, his his uh, teacher said, uh, Holden is such a justice seeker. And I was like, what does that mean for him? And she said, he's just quieter. Like he takes someone aside or he finds them by themselves or he tells me to look out for someone like it's it's just a little different for a child that is younger for an adult kind of the same thing I I have a girl right now in our Bible study who's very um introverted and so some of this stuff is very uncomfortable for her and yes it does take getting out of your comfort zone a little bit but it doesn't mean you have to be so extroverted about it it can be very it can it can be a text it can be a phone call it can be you know you taking something over to someone someone's house and leaving it on their doorstep you know it's just it's gestures you know like that instead of maybe going to a homeless shelter and and talking to all the homeless that are out there that might make you uncomfortable maybe you're helping the person in the back sort the clothes um and you're having a conversation with that one-on-one so I loved I love that question because I think that people automatically assume they have to be these big bold personalities to be able to do that and that is not the case. 
Yeah, that is a great point. And even like you said, leaving something on somebody's doorstep. It doesn't mean you have to like get into a conversation with them. If you just texted them after, hey, I left a little something on your doorstep. Hope you have a great week. Right. Uh, hello. Yeah. Like that is so simple. But if somebody did that for me, gosh, that would be a game changer for my day. And game it, changer. And yes. when's the last time? And um, I was trying to think. There was a podcast I was listening to, and somebody said anytime somebody comes to their mind, they kind of like jot down their name, and then that day, you know, whenever they're like waiting in carpool line or you know any of those like fringe hours where you know there's just like a little bit of idle time, they take a few minutes just to text that person to say, "Hey, you came to mind. I hope you're doing well. I think you're so awesome. Whatever it is, but they're coming to your mind for a reason. A and B, even if nothing like catastrophic is going on in their life. Or if they don't like seem quote unquote weak to you, everybody could use a little boost and everybody wants to feel known. Yes. And I think that I used to do three people a day. So every every day, three people, I would just, if they came to my mind, I would reach out to them and encourage them in some way. And it could be the simplest thing. I loved how you did this last week, or Mm -hmm. I noticed that you did this. Or, I mean, even people like that I'll see, and I'm an extrovert, so just go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, even in, like, the grocery store line, like, if I see a mom who's being super patient with a kid who's out of their mind, like, I'm going to tell her, you are a great mom. Thanks for inspiring me. Like, you're a great mom. Because in those situations, that's when you feel like you've lost your mind and you feel like a horrible mom. Um, But if someone, you know, I've had a stranger say, I had a stranger say to me um, at the airport uh, just this weekend, and I was asking my kids some questions on the phone about a soccer game, and I asked him, um, you know, did you play for others and did you have hustle and heart? And, you know, that's just what we always ask. And this guy who was in front of me said, I love those questions that you just asked your son. And that just made me feel so good. Like, you know, like I was like, thanks. You know, I appreciate that. Like it's just something we do, but it made me feel like, okay, maybe I am asking the right questions. Maybe we are teaching the right things, you know? So yeah, just simple things like that can just, boost somebody and then and then you know they pass it on to the next person the next person the next person hey everyone i wanted to thank one of our show sponsors and that is full lane now you know i've been trying to clean up and get the toxins out of my home i did the natural deodorant thing and now i'm on to skincare and i'm so glad that i found full lane full lane is a clean beauty retailer that believes that no one should have to compromise their health for beauty to be full lane approved a product has to be safe effective and luxurious They carry a wide variety of beauty products, and if there's a product that they're missing, they test out a whole host of them to see which is the very best, cleanest that they can get behind. You can go on their website and take the skin quiz, and it is so, so cool. If any product doesn't work for you as well, they'll replace it with something that does. Pure and simple with free returns. I have loved this. I got their Clean Essentials Kit, which comes with a cleanser, a toner, a moisturizer, and a soap, and I have loved it so much, especially the toner, which is by the brand Indie Lee. After I clean my face and then put this toner on, it is so tightening and I just feel like I'm glowing. You'll have to tell me. Do you notice the difference? I also love that I never have to leave my house. Anything that can be delivered straight to my door, I'm in. I am in. So for only $22, that's over 50% off. Try their Clean Essentials Kit today. That's what I got. Go to Full Lane, F-O-L-L, ain.com slash EMP to try the kit and enter promo code EMP at checkout for free shipping. So that's Folane, F-O-L-L-A-I-N dot com slash EMP to try that kit, enter promo code EMP at checkout for free shipping. 
you've been looking for a resource for finding the cleanest products and the most well-made products that are non-toxic and cruelty-free, Filane is your resource. So now let's get back to it with Christy. And I think sometimes a struggle I hear a lot from moms, and I know I struggle with this myself, is our kids are not the best at expressing that we're doing a great job or we're not receiving positive evaluations from them, our little bosses, right? Like you would in the workplace. And I think that's where comparison really creeps in because we are so hard on ourselves and we focus more on the things and the times we lost our temper than the times where we sat in the bathroom with our potty training child for 45 minutes waiting it out without losing it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if – this intention of affirming others and keeping your eyes open, like you said, has that helped you in terms of ex- not experiencing that comparison trap quite as much? Have you ever is, – is that an issue for you in general? I would imagine maybe it's not. It doesn't sound like that's really part of your DNA, but we all experience it to some degree. Oh, it's so a part of – I think it's part of everyone's DNA. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's something that I have to definitely, for me – I just, I have triggers for it and I know it. So Mm. for me, when I take a personality test, like it is, I want, I'm ambitious. I love to succeed. I love those things. But when I'm doing it for myself, that's when I get in trouble. And that's when I start to compare. And that's when I start to look at other people whose businesses are booming or who look like they're booming or looks like they're doing more than me and, or moms who are just killing it. And I just kind of came to the realization, like we all need each other. And so instead of being disappointed in myself or insecure because I'm not making these bento box lunches and doing, you know, dinners and being organized with my kids, you know, sports teams and snacks and all that. That is not my, that is not who I am. That's just not, Mm -hmm. um, I don't go to field trips. You know, I'm just not, that's just not who I am. I'm a great mom in other ways, but instead of comparing, I come alongside that mom and say, you rock at this. I do not will you help me? Like, mm. can you remind me when the school field trip is? I'm not going, but would you take, <laughs> would you look after my kid? <laughs> um, you know, I'm not great at this. Could you, uh, trade me? I'll, if you'll make some snacks for me, you know, I'll take your kid and we'll go play at the park. Like just, it's coming alongside moms who are better at you than things being okay that they're better, telling them they're better and saying, Hey, can you come alongside and either teach me and help me? Or can we trade some like, my good areas and your good areas. So yeah. that's who I have in my life right now is people who are, to- are very different than me. And we compliment each other. I'm not, I do not feel insecure one bit that they are amazing moms in that way. Um, I'll give you an example. So my little girl lost one of her tooth and we are the worst at the tooth fairy. Right. And so, <laughs> um, I wanted to make it special for, her, but I knew like it's, I'm not crafty really. And, Um, I have a mom who's awesome at it and she does all these really great things for her kids, like very Pinterest worthy. And so I was like, what should I do, um, for Carter Mae's tooth? And she's like, oh, you should do like uh, glitter on the dollar and make it look like it's from the fairy princess. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how to do that. So I literally (laughs) ran over to her house. She did it all. She sprayed, it took her five minutes. She sprayed hairspray on, you know, the dollar. She put some glitter on it for me. We stuck it in a bag, you know. And then she reminded me that night to make sure I put it under the pillow. Thank you. I mean, yes. That, you that need would, that follow-up that text message. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That would have taken me so long to do. Like, I would have had to go get hairspray. I would have had to go get glitter. Like, that would have taken me forever. And if I was prideful about it, I would have done that. But instead, I was like, I don't I don't 
really know how to do this. I don't want to do this. Will you just do it for me? And she's like, absolutely. Come over because that's her gift. She loves it. It's the same thing when people ask me to do something that I'm gifted at. Like that makes me feel valued and like I'm helping them. So don't be afraid to ask. That's what I always say. Do not be afraid to ask. Right. And it builds connection. And when you feel like you can give something to somebody else, they're going to feel way more um, you're going to feel way more accessible to them to ask you for something. And that Absolutely. builds relationships and bonds. That is that is so good. That is so good. I have a friend. We've been making some eating changes in our home. And, you know, I needed a lot of new recipe ideas. And I knew this one mom already ate that way and had great ideas and was creative. And her family actually ate what she made and, you know, things like that. And so I was expressing this to her. And she very proactively said, okay, come over. Like, I bought you beans. I bought you this. I bought you that. Like, I'm going to teach you how to do it in my Instapot, and it'll be great. And it was so fun. It's so meaningful. She felt really valued, and I really appreciated it. Everybody wins. But talk to the mom that feels like, well, I'm not really good at anything. Because I know that's not true. You know that's not true in them. But there's seasons of life where you feel like that, and there's certain people that really feel like I'm just a mom. Right, right. And and that's a hard, I mean, I think that's a season for everyone. Like when we have little, I remember being in the throes of like little babies. So Mm -hmm. like three and like uh, my newborn. And I thought I was going to die. Like some moms are awesome at that age. I was not living my best life. Like I thought I was in there forever and ever and ever. It was like prison to me. Um, And I you know, I always want to tell moms who are kind of in those throes that when they think they'll never get their life back, um, that is, you know, it is seasonal. It is just, it's just a season. Like you're going to get through it, find some people who can help you get through it and trade things, help with naps, help, you know, all those different things. It really does take a community. Um, and don't be afraid to, to ask because most of the time the girl down the street who has the same issues as you is dealing with the exact same thing and she just wants someone to ask her, mm. you know, for help or if she if she needs help. And so I think that's so huge. I think like women, like when we celebrate each other and we catch on to each other's dreams and we want to build on behalf of others, that is when literally we can just change our worlds and change the world. Yeah, I could not agree more. And I think there's some people that do feel really excited and capable of opening up their home and hosting and things like that. But if nobody showed up, if nobody said yes to the invitation, they wouldn't, that would all be for nothing, right? And so being an attendee or a cheerleader or a supporter, that's just as an important of role as the facilitator of an activity or of an organization or of a business, right? You need people following behind what you have set up at Be Strong Story or else it would be for nothing, right? Oh my gosh. And that, and I always tell my people, I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, I know that you sometimes are like, oh, I'm behind the scenes or I do this. I'm like, that is the only way anything gets done. Like I'm a vision caster. I am the crazy girl that's like, this is what we're going to do. And people to stare at me and go, uh, how are we going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. You're going to figure that out. <laughs> and they and they figure it out. It's amazing. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. Yes. Um, okay. So I am, I don't even, we're doing a study right now. And I think I'm an eight. I have been an eight before, but we also think I might be a three. But the eights um, are kind of like the hard chargers. And they usually um really connect with the twos, which are the helpers. Mm. And so we're laughing and we're kind of going around and we all took our tests and we're all kind of going. And I am sitting, my three really good friends who I'm sitting around in a circle are are, are all twos. 
Interesting. And we didn't, we didn't even know it. Like we didn't really even know it. We just all connect together. We all just get along so great. And yeah. And that's exactly what they are because we help each other with our dreams in different ways. And so I just, I just think it's so fascinating when we let go of the pride and the insecurity and we just be, you know, that's the whole be strong phrase is people say, well, what does be strong mean to you? Be strong means be strong in who you are. Like who God has made you, your gifts, your passions, your talents, not wanting anyone else gifts and passions and talents, but like literally being strong in who you are so that if anyone says anything different, that you don't even give it, you don't even give it a second thought because you know who you are. Mm. And I think that's as women, like if we can teach our kids that, then we're not 40 year old women who are trying to figure out in 50 and 60 who we are and if we're okay with who we are, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and when you're trying, it. if you're trying to manufacture your life around what you think you should be doing or what you're supposed to be as a great mom or what you're supposed to be as a business owner, and you're not authentically shining that light like we were talking about before, the world is literally missing out on you. Like God created us each so uniquely and he would have just made us all the same if that was the point, right? Right. And gosh, what if you think of it in the history of the world that you didn't show up as you bringing your own gifts and your personality and recognizing even your weaknesses are meant to be and it makes way for other people with strengths to operate, right? And you can share your strengths. I mean, it's just... Oh, it just makes me so passionate to let moms just be who they want to be and women to show up as they truly are, not as who they think they're supposed to be. Oh, so good. Yes. Ah, yes. Ah. Amen, sister. I'm, I'm. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like that song, all God's children got a place in the choir, some sing low. You know that song? Like everybody has a role to play and every Enneagram number, every personality type, just show up as who you are and be unapologetic. Yes. Mm. Okay, so if people want to get involved with Be Strong Story, if they want to support this mission, if they feel like this is something that resonates with them, tell us how to get involved and what more we can do to start out on this path like your family did. Yeah, so our website is bestrongstoryaltogether.com, and that's the same for Instagram and Facebook. And so um, obviously you can buy any apparel right now. We have our um, have everything up uh, for fall and winter and, um, just, it's fun. Like I love seeing kids at school, all these little kids, like even the first day of school, they all have their be strong, protect the week, love everyone shirts. And I always say to people, you can't be a jerk when you have your shirt, when you have your shirt on. <laughs> like we so many times, you know, even like we're a customer and maybe we haven't been treated great customer service. And, right. um, you, you like look down and you're like, well, shoot, I can't be irritated or frustrated because I, this is, I have the shirt on, like I can't do that. And so the apparel <laughs> line is available um, and it's great for gifts. Like I love giving gifts to people to say, I've noticed that you are living this out. Like it's my favorite thing to celebrate people who are living it out and just sending something to them and saying, I see that you live this message out every day or you did it in this instance. Um, I want to, you know, celebrate you. So that's really cool. And then we will be starting Be Strong Family um, groups around the like the country. That's kind of my dream. And so we're starting it here. We have one in St. Louis, and then we're starting one in um, the Littleton area. And we've just started that. And then we'll start breaking, you know, breaking those up. And then um, I'll start um, speaking again this year. And so if anyone wants to hear kind of the story, but also just 
how to live that out as a woman, as a family. Like, what does it mean to be strong in who you are? What does it look like to protect the vulnerable and the weak? And um, sometimes we're, we're all going to be weak, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to be weak. You're going to be weak. We all need people to, you know, protect us. Um, and then the hardest one is love everyone. That's, that is 100% the hardest one. So um, we're starting to do that and speak at conferences and um, different places like that. So we can come share that story. Um, but yeah, that's, the greatest thing is just being a part of a community that truly lives this out. And then people sharing their story with us and saying, this is how we live it out, you know, as our family. And then it's just like a domino effect. Yeah. It is like a wildfire. Amazing. So if you want to make sure your kids are not jerks and you're not a jerk, basically wear the shirt. That is, that should be your new tagline. That's perfect. I, yeah, I, I could not agree more. And so for the mom listening that feels like this resonates, that wants to do something today, how would you, invite her to think of something that she can do to proactively start this mission today? Yeah, I think she, number one, finds those those small persons. Like she probably already has one in her mind that she needs to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, or a, a group or people who maybe people have given up on um, that she's been scared to reach out to or been too busy you know, we all have those people in our minds and we just don't do anything about it. So I would just say act on that. And then um, the other thing is just talk to your kids about it. So on our uh, Be Strong Story page, we have a blog. And in that blog, we have some ways that you can talk to your family. We've also made a Be Strong Story um, booklet. And those will be available online soon where it's basically like, different pages where you talk with your family, you sit down with them and you say, what does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to protect the weak? How can we do this as a family? Like, what do we want to be known for as a family? Not the hustle bustle of going to sports and extracurriculars and being a busy family. Like, what do we truly want to be known for? Like if someone said, what is the Hayes family known for? I want them to know us for Be Strong, Protect, Weak, Love Everyone. Mm. Um, and maybe you want your family to be known for that too, or maybe you have another word or value. So I always tell parents to get with their kids and like ask them to say, what is most important to us as a family? And have them say the things. I mean, it's amazing. My six-year-old and 10-year-old came up. We had like 10 values that we came up with. And the ones that they came up with were so much better <laughs> than yeah. my husband and I. I mean, my 10-year-old was like, I want to be a justice seeker. I'm like, Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's good. I like that. So, you know, ask your kids, like, ask them what they think about it. What does this look like to you on your playground? You know, remind them all the time. Ask them to come tell you stories. How'd you protect the week, bub? You know, how did you love everyone today? Um, it's just constant. I mean, literally, my kids hear Eyes Wide Light Shine every single day of their life. And they, I'm sure, are probably numb to it right now. But, you know, and I ask them what that story is, what they do, I always get a story. So at least, you know, I think it's sinking in. I think we just have to repeat, 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 and then model, model, model. Mm, so good. Oh, so good. Okay, so you already mentioned where we can find you online. Is there anywhere else where people should be looking for you? Yeah, so um, that's it. So Facebook, okay. Instagram, um, we're on there, and then our website, bestrongstory.com. And then if anyone, you know, has questions or wants to get in touch with me, me, like I would love for them to. They can direct message us or info at bestrongstory.com. And I am happy. I love my, my favorite thing in the whole world is meeting new people and hearing their story and talking with them about this. It's, it's the best. So good. I am on board. We are going to have a family discussion about this tonight. And I want my kids to get used to hearing those types of questions from me because how was your day today? What did you do? 
what'd you learn? Like, they're like, nothing, 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 right? <laughs> right, right, right. But the more we can equip them and have them expect that we're going to be asking these types of values-based questions as much as we are concerned about their education and everything like that. Yeah. We, need, we teach them what matters in this life, and it starts young. So don't underestimate starting early, early with your kids. And don't underestimate starting now if you have older kids. It's never too late either. Never. Never. Well, I always ask my guests one final question, Christy, and it is this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I just wrote a letter. So I wrote a letter to myself. I wish I could find it really right now. Um, it's so funny. that to- Literally, the Today Show picked it up. Um, oh. And it was, it's on their, it was on their website and um, was on all their social media. And it was a... They put. I'll send it to you so you can put it in your show notes. But okay. it's a video that they made for us, and she said, "I saw your blog, and I want to put it in video form." And it literally is a letter about just what I would have said to my post-pregnancy self. Like, mm. I'm the best mom for my kid, 100%. I'm not the most nurturing mom. I'm not the most patient mom. I'm not the most crafty mom. But for my kids, I am the the mom that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, telling myself it's just, it is a, like these, when you feel like you are in like the valley, um, you're in a season and it's not forever and you will get through this, I promise. And then, you know, find other people who can build you up, who can love on you and who you can be your absolute self with that you don't have to pretend, um, like build community that way. So I would I would say those things. And I'll, I'll send you that. Yeah, I would love to see that. And people can check that out on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. Christy, this has been such a great conversation. It has really lit a fire under me. And I think it's important to point out, this doesn't need to be something that you add on top of what you're already doing. This is something that should be threaded throughout your entire existence and your life. So when you're already participating in sports, when you're at church, when you are at school pickup, when anytime you have the opportunity to be a friend, to protect the weak, to be strong, do that. And choosing that in the life you're already living, right? I cannot agree more. And we always say like the reason we do this and the reason we start so young with kids and, and serving is because we want it to be so ingrained in their DNA that they don't ask when they're my age, if they should do this, Mm. that it's just so who they are. It's always who they were. They always served others. They were always on behalf of others. They always played sports on behalf of others. We, they always, you know, we're at school and we're scanning and looking like that. It became such a, you know, in their DNA that when they're our age that it's just who they are like they don't even Mm. think about it they're like oh of course we would be serving as a family of course we would be protecting the weak of course we would be doing this and so I want to teach my kids young that those are always the questions they should be asking themselves and it's not I love what you said it's not an add-on to what you're doing it just is what it is yeah in what you're doing right it's a purpose and if this mission obviously is going to resonate with a lot of people, but if this isn't exactly the, you know the phrasing or the or the value that you really want to be the focus of your year or your life or whatever, I just really challenge you to come up with your own. Like you said, like what is it that you value? What catchphrase or what what list of short list of values can can you implement and really be intentional about? Because that's the purpose. Yes. Oh, What's love your it. Yay! Well, you are extraordinary, Christy. I love what you've done from. A simple note on a napkin. Who would have thought? I know, right? <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey. I'm so excited to get involved and to do this with my family. Thank you. Uh, thank you. 
One of my very favorite things about interviewing such a wide range of moms is hearing how they got to where they are today. And some things, you see the puzzle pieces coming together and their life ends up in a way where it's like, yeah, I could have called that, right? (laughs) You probably know situations like that. But then there's some people who start out working on Capitol Hill and and misidentifying people at the White House dinners. And, you know, it's just so cool to see how many different seasons and chapters our lives can have. And if you're in a season where maybe it's going great and you're very happy and you are going down a path that you love, fantastic. Keep on. Keep on keeping on. But if you are in a season where you are feeling stuck or uncertain about what's next and things like that, Do not underestimate how incredible that next curve can be and what that can look like. And you may have dreams or goals about what you hope the next season will bring, but it could be something as random as a note on a napkin that could put you on a whole other path that is meaningful and rich and impactful. You just never know. So keep showing up in the world. Keep preparing yourself to be awesome and to show up just as you are so that when the right time comes, you will be ready to answer the call to whatever life asks of you. Isn't that exciting? Oh, I love it. I'm so grateful to be alive in this day and age where there's so many possibilities. So thanks, Christy, for coming on the show, for sharing your story. I hope all of you will check out the Be Strong story so that you can get involved and really promote that message within your own families. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Show notes, uh, links to Christy's family and everywhere that you can find her is over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. Coming up this Friday in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is in October, better late than never, right? The last Friday of the month, we are talking with Julie Hernandez and her doctor, Julie is a breast cancer survivor, and her doctor, who walked through that with her, is also a breast cancer survivor. They're going to talk about their experiences, what we should know about breast cancer prevention, and a whole other host of things. So I hope you'll tune in this Friday for that information. We will see you next week, everybody, for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.